Dave, it's me, Dave. I know you want to shimmy in the sun with all your friends, but right now, <laughs> seriously, don't. Hang out from home, where pants are optional. You can do it for America. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always lose your head. here with another fun and exciting episode of Chair Shot Radio. My name is Greg DeMarco. You can find me all over social media at Chair Shot Greg. Chair Shot Radio is a part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, which you can hear at thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. You can find Chair Shot Radio in all of the Chair Shot Radio Network shows over at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeart, Spotify, so many more. Of course, our mission partner, Raja.com, and right here at TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Got a great show planned for you this week, so definitely buckle up. Get ready for that one because it's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. I don't do this alone. I've got some friends who do it with me. We're going to do their their fancy intro scattered throughout the show like we did two weeks ago. But, of course, they are Patrick Dowd and Miranda Morales. It's Tuesday, June the 2nd when we record this. Week number 77,212 of the coronavirus and all other kinds of craziness that are going on in the world that we're going to talk a little bit about today as well. I'm going to do the worst thing that you can do in a podcast, and that's ask two people one question. How are you guys doing? And that's, that's why a, you don't ask two people one question, because that's yeah, what happens. That, well, that's, that's just a very loaded question right now. <laughs> you know, There's a lot of answers. There are a lot of answers to that question. I know. It's like I, I half felt like the week before last, I was at Walmart, and Walmart has the, the arrows on the floor Walmart. that tell you which way to go down the and about half the people follow these arrows and about half the people don't follow these arrows. And this one lady wearing a mask with her kids, all wearing masks, gloves on, everything goes down the aisle the wrong way. And I remember because because I was explaining to my wife, I was like, oh, yeah, they got those arrows. That lady just went the wrong way. Full gear, everything. You, and, and behind the mask, all you hear is a lady go, 
don't care. And that's kind of how I felt after. I was like, how you guys? I was like, well, don't care. Moving on. Next topic. So, yeah, it, it's weird. The, the irony, by the way, the irony of that behavior is just outstanding. Like, the whole purpose of the arrows is to help with social distancing. And you're all masked up. Ladies all masked up. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't want you to talk about people's behavior right now because I know you're going to later. In the, so yeah. <laughs> that's that's the whole. We're going to talk about different behavior on a different we subject. Are. So like we, we definitely we just, are. We just so, wrap so. them all in a big right like now, behavior hug. Right now, just just kind of just kind of hang tight, Dave. It's me, Dave. And we'll let you talk about people's behavior later in the show. You won't even have to use a danger zone card. By the way, danger zone cards are in effect. They're both oh. active. Everybody has them at their disposal. If they if they so choose to use them, they can. If they do well, have to. So we'll see what happens. See, I'll, I, this topic, we're going to, the, the second topic of the show doesn't really have a format. Just a topic and we're going to talk about it. So it's kind of hard for that one to necessitate a danger zone card. But you never know. Greg might want to cut off. But we'll see. So we will. Uh, you guys are typing things. I can't even see them. Hopefully because I can't see them. There, there's a little thing that says show messages. On mm-hmm. your screen. No, it and comes you up. Click you see, on I that. actually run the show and I have to make sure. Well, see, I, I, I texted you first because I'm trying to help you. Unlike, I did it too. Oh, Unlike I some people, I don't, um, I don't, I don't uh, check my phone during the show. It looks so, like wait you second. guys can't hear sound bites is, is what I'm getting. A few episodes yeah. ago, you ran me the riot act for not communicating in a way that you could see <laughs> on the fucking show. Using either texting or other messaging services. And then you just tried to roast us being like, I'm all responsible and don't check messages. It's that was actually, I mean, I feel like understood. that was more targeted me. That was more targeted. That was a knockout who you might remember yeah. two or three weeks ago completely missed a cue because she was. And there's and that. There is that. So you, I'm going to test the soundbite because I want to see if it's just a, a you yeah, guys thing. Also, I don't want to be blamed for missing a cue again when right, the soundbites were. Yeah. Okay. So, so nobody talk, and I'm gonna see if a soundbite, uh, if a soundbite. Hey yo. Okay, so the recording is picking it up. It's just yes. not coming through to you guys. So not in our headsets. Check a setting right now and there. We're just gonna do this right on air. I'm not even gonna edit it here. Okay. Now I'm gonna try it again. Let me know if it comes through. Johnny, idiot face. <laughs> Did you hear that? We're doing it live. Now we can't hear Greg. How great is that? I know for you, you're so excited. That's, that's like, this is the best thing ever. Greg, keep that steady. Best show ever. <laughs> can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you, Miranda. Oh, I can hear you too, Patrick. I'm really happy. Say look at that. Now you yeah. can hear Thank me, right? You can hear me now? Yes. I can hear you now. Yes, that's weird because... It's the, the, the input, it's the input for Google Hangouts that is, for some reason, it won't let me put in the right input that you all need to be able to hear it. So it's, that's what I'm trying to, trying to figure out right now. And I don't know how it got changed. I think it might've got changed over the weekend when I do something and then I changed the setting and now I got to figure out how to change it back. In Google Hangouts? I believe we did use Google Hangouts. I, wow. I, I thought this is, let's just, let's just call it spade a spade. This is again targeted at me. Oh, I wasn't blaming you though. You did not tell me to uh, that there was no, true. no blaming of, of Miranda on this one. There's no targeting on that one. No no fifteen yard penalty. No suspension. Don't have to take it to a booth review to uphold the targeting call. No, do not. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the settings document that either. Cause see I have a document to kind of help me 
in case we lose anything, can't find said document. I mean, I can hear you clicking through looking for said document. I know. That's how powerful if that, if that matters. Microphone we can't is. hear sound bites, but we can hear Greg clicking I know, on his Because it picks that up, but doesn't pick up the sound. Very nice. Really fun. Can't find the document at the settings. I hope it didn't lose them. Now okay. Oh, I know what the problem is. New Miranda do what? Oh, cut out? No, we, we fixed we that need, problem, we too. New Miranda's internet to cut out. We, we may have fixed that problem over the weekend, actually, believe it, it or not. Yeah, it's we, fixed. We made a discovery, and we think that we might have might have fixed that. I don't know. We'll find out. Can't can't wait for the 35-minute mark of the show when we lose Miranda. <laughs> It'd be awesome. You know, if, if that's happening, it's because, you know, natural disasters kicking in or a coyote's chewed through my Ethernet. Which I could see I'm, all those things happening. Yeah. I'm just saying, I can't help but think of the Empire Strikes Back when they're about to go into hyperspace, and then Lando's like, they told me they fixed this. I trusted them. It's not my fault. And then they don't go into hyperspace until R2-D2 saves the day. All right. I don't have the documenting for, so I don't know what happened to it. I don't know where it went. I haven't had to use it in months, and now it seems to be gone. I'm just trying to figure out. So so it's the input of that seems to be the problem. This set, the right thing. All right. So we're going to try a few things. We're going to test, and I need you guys to tell me if you can hear me. Ready? Go. Can you hear me at all right now? No. Okay. By the way, when I ask if you can hear me, you need to say words so the audience hears you, not just shake your head. Um, they don't need to know. No, they kind of do, because this is what they're listening to, unfortunately, for them. Well, but they can hear it, so it's, then we it, look like the fools, because they can hear it, and we can't. How about this? Can you hear me now? Yes. Anything? Yes. yes. Oh, all right. We might be somewhere. Hang on. So you heard that. Now can you hear this? Johnny Idiot Face. Yes, Johnny right. Idiot Face. Yes. We have achieved... Something uh, we, we've achieved things. So, okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, now that we've sufficiently wasted 11 minutes of everyone's time, not really. We just wasted like eight of those 11 of everyone's time. So we are now back on track. I've got the proper setting. I should probably write that down. I'll do it. Later. Totally going to remember that at the end of the show. Yeah. Right. I, sh- I, I absolutely won't. I should, I have my notepad right here, right. That I'm from Miranda. Just write it on your arm and just don't nah, wash it. I'm taking a shower because it came right from them. So we're going to do this. The Bob Barker right. microphone will pick up the sound of your writing, so it'll be it'll be good. Dude, this thing picks up everything. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. Unless I do this. Now you can hear me again. Cause, okay. Now we're back on track, except for me, because I'm not back on track, because I got to see where we're supposed to be right now. And that place is Miranda Morales selling some beautiful t-shirts that can be found over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So Miranda, take it away. Yeah. Hey, everyone, if you are looking for a new T-shirt to wear, something that's comfortable, something that looks good, and something that supports the thechairshot.com, well, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot, and there you can find a huge variety of T-shirts uh, all in, again, support of thechairshot.com, different styles, different colors, uh, different logos, uh, all of the cool things that you expect from the chair shot. Shirts start at $19.99, but if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can upgrade and go soft style. And there, if you're thinking about, you know, what shirts should I get? Well, that's such a good question because there, there's a, a huge variety. Again, we have the always use your head shirts, the logo the uh, saying of the chairshot.com, the logo, of course, of the chairshot.com and a few cool styles, the unofficial official shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag save tag team wrestling, Baron Corbin sucks, suck it nerds, hashtag journalism, and of course, the queen of soft style shirts. Again, you can get it in whatever colors you want. You can get it in a tank top. You can get it in unisex. You can get it in V-cut. 
I mean, I'm just listing your options because there's a lot. Now, I know that's a lot to process, you know, so many things uh, to choose from. So take your time. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to view all of the shirts available. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get your very own chair shot t-shirt today. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. Shut your dumb mouth. That song, of course, is for the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd. You can find him on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T for the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick, unmute yourself because I'm going to ask you what people can hear because today's Tuesday that we're recording this, 11 a.m. this morning. We were able to drop bandwagon nerds on everybody. What can people hear? When they tune in, if they haven't already, and they should have already, when they tune in to this week's edition of BWN. They can catch the Nerds' first uh, review of The Boys on Amazon Prime, episode one. We finally got around to getting everybody watching that. Uh, And then we spend most of the show giving our review of HBO Max as that streaming service debuted last week. And all of us got it. So we were able to actually have a pretty good discussion uh, about that streaming service. So give us a listen. And also, last Friday, over at thechairshot.com, the first ever Nerds review was dropped. Uh, you guys did it a review true. of District 9. So this Friday, something else is coming at everybody. And, and I know what it is because it's already in my inbox. But what can people find this Friday when the next Nerds review drops at thechairshot.com? Uh, the next Nerds review, we are going to be reviewing. It's actually Short Circuit uh, won the poll of classic steve gutenberg movie from the 80s number five is alive there you go check that out over at thechairshot.com all right let's go into the first topic here this one's the lighter hearted one then we'll get to the heavier one let's have some fun miranda do it again do it again do it again <laughs> Wait, did you just forget? Did you just decide you weren't going to do it? Like, what happened? Talk yeah, no, I just, it just, you know, spaced. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three,
got to be honest with you. Cody Rhodes theme song, one of the better theme songs in pro wrestling, but it almost has to be an entrance that takes for like the, the first good place for me to cut that was at a minute and 10 seconds. And, and in wrestling, you don't even need that long to get to the ring, especially now when there's no crowd to walk through. So that was point number one. Point number two, Miranda, that was one of the worst buzzers you've like. That like, was not one of the worst. I mean, it was, it was not, I don't know. Maybe I'm Patrick. Was it, was it a good buzzer? Well, on, on, on the spectrum of buzzers that we've heard over the past year and a half. I mean, I, w- I would probably go substandard um, if I were, if I'm being blunt. And I mean, I don't know if I'd call it the worst buzzer ever. That's a, in the land of buzzer of noises. The, but I said yeah. one of the, I didn't say the, I don't know the. Uh, there you go. Track but I, I would definitely say I won. I mean, first you had the silent buzzer, you had the miscue. And then you followed that up with, I mean, I don't know. It just felt like you did it because you felt like you had to. I like, literally like, you know, do like, it because I have to. That's, like, that's like literally what... being forced to their vegetables. Like you ate them because you couldn't leave the table until you did. Um, yeah. No, I, so, I, I mean, just, no. it was a very reluctant buzzer. You know, you know what? It, it it's an art form, and sometimes you feel it more than others. Um, you know, it's it's been a, a kind of a long day, but uh, you know, I feel like I appreciate the feedback. Um, I'm going to take this in. I'm going to work on it. And next week I'm going to just come back, you know, stronger than ever. So, okay. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to let the fans down. I'm not going to all, all you boys and girls uh, out there. I'm going to, I'm going to do come back. I'm going to do this all for you. I like it. I think it's good. I think it's fair. I think people should, should accept that. I think that there's no reason to not accept that. So uh, I think it's good. You're going to put me on a performance plan. No, no, I don't think, I, I think this is, this is, this, this isn't even a verbal. I mean, this is self-correct. You can't have your best every day. Right, yeah, like you just you can't you can't bring it every day. It happens. It's fine. It's good. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Seriously, Michael Jordan missed baskets too. It's cool. Yeah, and he's still the greatest of all time. Just like you at the Royal Rumble buzzer, and this was this was your Michael Thank Jordan you. three point yeah. contest is what this. And you're just totally one hundred percent fun. Next week's buzzer yeah. gonna be top tier, top shelf. You know what? Actually, very similar to Taker. You know, I feel like I'm a little bit of Taker at maybe what thirty one. <laughs> this was WrestleMania thirty three. Uh, she could be on the couch later. This was Goldberg. (laughs) This was Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. It wasn't Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. It was not that bad. Okay. Okay. So we have perfectly clear. This was like Jimmy Snuka at WrestleMania or Roman Reigns uh, at WrestleMania. King King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania. Uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Roman Reigns at WrestleMania is a good one. Uh, Even maybe even Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Like it was memorable for the wrong reasons. I don't know. I don't know. But. Let's talk about the topic. The topic uh, on your rundown, of course, is titled hashtag LOL Cody wins. And this is a phrase that came up two weeks ago on the hashtag Miranda show when we were talking about double or nothing. You know what? Why should I sit here and tell you about it when I can just play it for best in ring storytellers? You're surprised at how positive I am after you saying about how negative I was. Just the yeah. order of the matches, man. Just the order of the matches. I am fearful that we're about to coin a new phrase. LOL, Cody wins. <laughs> because I think, because again, long-term planning, long-term booking, they probably had this title envisioned for a long time. And when Cody lost the right to challenge in the future, might have been because of this TNT championship. Because one of our other podcasts, and I won't name them, correct them, talked about how it should have been Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian in the finals. All right, so there we go. Two weeks ago on the Hashtag Miranda Show. In our in-depth preview, and I say that because it was an hour and 40 minutes long, of Double or Nothing, coin the phrase, LOL, Cody wins. Now, Patrick O'Dowd, LOL, Cody wins, joins two other favorite phrases here on Chair Shot Radio. And that, that date back, of course, to the Greg DeMarco Show. Patrick, 
What are those two phrases that we know and love so much? Well, LOL, Charlotte wins. That's the one that we use all the, the time. One, yep. And, and it's predecessor. And then LOL, Cena wins. LOL, Cena wins. And and even, you know, for a while there, I used to sneak LOL, Nikki wins into articles. Yeah, uh, right, yeah. When she was getting her push. But that was just. A, so we got LOL, Cena wins. LOL, Charlotte wins. And now I think it's only fair that we have LOL, Cody wins. Apparently, your name has to begin with a C. For this to be a thing for you. That's interesting. Yeah, it it is. I mean, it could have been LOL John wins, but no one calls him John. Everyone calls him Cena. No one calls her Flair. They call her Charlotte. No one calls him Rhodes. They call him Cody. LOL Cody wins. So first things first, in your opinion, based on the booking of of AEW and what just happened at Double or Nothing and and what you see happening in the future, is LOL Cody wins a thing? But I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. Patrick O'Dowd, is LOL Cody wins? A thing. Not do the not make the same mistake twice. Yeah, I remember I earlier LOL... in the show when I asked a question to two people and didn't specify one and nobody answered. There that's the mistake. There, that's that's on me, and I admit that, and I'm not making that mistake again. Patrick O'Dowd, is LOL Cody wins a thing? See now, Miranda, that's how you need to take that feedback and turn it around. See, Greg took the feedback, turned it around. I took the yeah, feedback I from myself. Anyway, I, I self-corrected. Well, that's the you know, awareness is the first step. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, we, we, we were LOLing Cody wins the AEW World Championship or whatever championship, like what it, like the first one. Um, people were all shocked and odd that LOL Jericho won. See, we can just do it for everybody. No, but uh, so I, we've, we've all been expecting it. We've all seen it in the way he's been booked uh, up to this point. So why one? Why was anybody really surprised? And two. Yeah, I think it's going to be a thing going forward. It's only a matter of time before he's carrying the top belt to his company. Like it's, it's going to happen. Um, you bring up you bring up a great point. Two things. First of all, you say well, why did anybody? And of course, you weren't on a show to pick. Um, almost no one picked Cody Rhodes to win that match. Everyone thought Lance Archer was going to win the TNT Championship. Yeah. And, and Miranda did, and Miranda wasn't alone. Like even the other shows that I listened to on Pot is War, they all picked it. On I believe Outsiders Edge, they all picked. Lance Archer to win, and, and because Lance Archer should have won, in all honesty. And I was the one yeah. who said, no, LOL, Cody wins. I was the only person to pick Charlotte to win at WrestleMania 34. I'm not going to go into the other things that I've picked. Look, okay, Patrick O'Dowd said Roman Reigns is going to be the star of the Shield. Okay, whatever. But, and he likes to remind me of all the Because you gave credit to another dude! <laughs> I did. I did. And for all I know, and for all I know, Andy Critchell deserves credit for it, but I'm not going to find it. And he's not here to tell me yes or no. And even if he was here, tell me yes or no. If you've ever heard Andy Critchell on our show, he doesn't care if he gets credit for it. So it doesn't even matter. But now we fast forward back to present day topics. I pick Cody Rhodes to win. Cody Rhodes won. Here's the bigger thing to me about the TNT championship. And and I started to get into this in the clip that you heard from the hashtag Miranda show, but I wasn't just going to play all hour and 40 minutes of the hashtag Miranda show last week because we've all lived it. Everyone's treating this like a TV title. Everyone's treating this like it's, it's an intercontinental championship. It's, it's a television title. Like it's a secondary belt championship was Cody Rhodes and Lance Archer. I don't think this is a secondary title. I think this is a second world title. In AEW, I think this is their universal championship that that stands next to the AEW champion. And Cody winning it to me seems to seems to prove that. I know we talked about this two weeks ago on the hashtag Miranda show, but now that the results are out there, Miranda, what wh- where does this title fall in the pecking order of AEW? Yeah, well, it 
it makes sense that it's being viewed as a secondary title um, because you've already established here's the top belt, the, the world belt. Um, and even the way that this one looks, and I know that is its own conversation in it of itself, um, is that um, it doesn't have the same look grandeur of the world title. Um, and by comparison, you already think of it as an intercontinental or, or a U.S. Um, I think that, and we'll probably get into this a little bit more, so I don't want to jump too much ahead, but I do think it's meant to establish kind of the middle of the the card of AEW and really add some more meat to it and really establish more of the body uh, within AEW. Cause we already know, you know, who's the top cards, who is the top players, but then there's a lot of talent in the mix. So I think it gives them um, something to shoot for something to work towards um, and almost this pillar maybe in between um, you know, maybe the middle of the card and, and towards the top of the card uh, because even some of the early title shots that were given to um, uh, Jungle Boy or Darby Allen, those were great, but how realistic were they really? They, they didn't really feel realistic because you knew they weren't going to win. Whereas with this TNT championship, it actually looks and feels more realistic that someone of that caliber can win. And it can be a launching point for later on to move someone from maybe the middle of the card to towards the top. Patrick, what do you think? I, maybe no i i no because i totally viewed it as a secondary title as well because it's the second title to get introduced uh even just the name of it like calling it the tnt title i get why people would go secondary and that's why i really didn't have a big problem with him winning because you get it gives you a strong first champion for your for your second belt um i had i honestly hadn't really considered it as a second world title till you brought it up today like right here in the in this uh in this show. So yeah, I it makes sense. I guess what what'll make more sense is or what what'll really kind of answer your question is who who is the contender and maybe not even the, the contender, the first contender, like his first defense, but like his second defense and his third defense. Does it go the way of oh say, I don't know, the tag team titles in the WWE? If it goes in that direction, then you clearly see where the the TNT title is or the TNT championship is in the A and D A E W A and W. I'm thinking root beer. That's, um, that's what everybody a, called it when it first I started. So that's okay. The A E W title picture will have some clarity, and, and like I said, it won't be it won't be the first contender. I think it'll be the second or third contender. Like who and who actually takes the belt off of it? And I I agree. I do. I think that the time will tell, and the booking will tell us what happens. Um, I just so here's my reasoning why I think this is not just a secondary chip. First of all, if you're TN, if you're AEW who has put all of your eggs in the TNT basket, would you introduce a title for TNT that's less than and put their name on it? Uh, and maybe you, you gave it an ugly as shit belt, so maybe you would. And that's just I don't know who did that because all their other belts look fine, and 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 yet this belt. I mean, okay, the women's title looks like a toy, but that's you know par for the course with how. Too many people treat women's wrestling, but that's, we're not talking about the oppression of women today. We're talking about the oppression of black people. That's a different episode, but it's, 
to me, like uh, the belt looks horrible, yes, but I don't think you would slap TNT's name on a secondary title. You would have called it like a television championship or North American or whatever you wanted to call it. And so to me, I think that that goes a long way there. And then the fact that Cody won it to me is more of a showing that it is a major title, a main event level championship, because Cody, he's one of the bookers. He's one of the EVPs. He's, he's the guy who always is out in front of everything when talking about AEW. And now he has this championship belt. Mike Tyson presented the title. Mike Tyson would never present an intercontinental championship. Mike Tyson would present a world championship. And so while it's not called a world championship, while it doesn't look like a world championship and it'll probably get replaced here in the next few months, to me, I think this is a big time belt that I'm promoting. And that's why Cody was okay being, you know, not, not, not being able to challenge for the AEW world championship anymore because he knew he had this TNT championship coming because they were teasing it almost since the whole thing was almost since right after the world title was announced. I want to go back to LOL Cody wins because I asked if it was really a thing. And and Miranda didn't get to answer that question. So first, Miranda, in your opinion, LOL Cody wins. Is it a thing? Does it fall along the same vein as LOL Cena wins and LOL Charlotte wins? I, I would say, especially now, yes. Um, with this new open challenge that he's having, uh, I certainly see this uh, becoming more of a predominant thing. Um, I mean, we've seen it in, in some of his past programs, um, but I certainly now... LOL Cody wins is just is just going to be uh more more of a, a thing. And I should have known. I mean, I, I I think like you mentioned, a lot of people had predicted Lance Archer. It would have made sense. Um, but I mean, let's let's and I mean this in the most sincerest, nicest, respectful way. We are dealing with the son of Steve Rhodes. So I mean, the fact that that wasn't uh, you know, I think we we think sometimes there's an evolution, but at the same time, there's there's a bit of history. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong when you're looking at wanting to establish this championship the first time. I mean, I think that that's also a big reason why Jericho won the uh, world championship to begin with. You want an established name carrying your your championship. Um, I totally get it. Um, and we'll probably be seeing this for a while. I don't think Cody's letting go of that belt anytime soon. Um, mm. Even seeing the success of what an open challenge does in elevating and bringing in new people. Um, I think he'll probably have some great matches and hopefully the, that's used as a way to bring in maybe some new people or elevate some people, but um, he's going to be in for a while. Now, a couple, so many great things about what you just said that I want to get into. Um, you talked about not being surprised that, that LOL Cody wins. And I've talked about this on this show. I've definitely talked about this privately, especially with you, Miranda. So I'm going to ask you, I've oftentimes said, what's typically one of the biggest reasons why a wrestler would start a wrestling promotion? Why a wrestler would start a wrestling promotion? So yes. that they can wrestle <laughs> in a promotion. So they can book themselves to be on top. Yes. That's yeah. why wrestlers oh. tend to start wrestling <laughs> promotions. I've seen it time and time and time and time and time again. Oh. And AEW is no different. They didn't want to go to WWE because they didn't like how WWE booked them, book tag teams, how they would be used. So they started their own company. And more power to them. They got pretty much the biggest money mark in the world in Tony Khan to join. I mean, I mean, he's literally called Jacksonville Dixie behind the scene, pretty much. Everybody. So that should tell you. And he's flaunting the fact that Hulk Hogan can't ever go to an AEW all over Twitter. And, and, and Linda now. Linda's and Linda, out. even though, yeah, but, but Linda is also Hulk Hogan's wife, according to Tony Khan. So that's a whole nother, but Tony, not the smartest guy. She keeps the name in her Twitter handle. Yeah. I mean, saying Kayfabe's not dead. Guess not. <laughs> well, it could still be her legal name for all we know. Can, can I, can I hit on one thing that, 
Miranda yeah. said about the title though that I think is is either a, a do or die thing about where the status of this title is, and sure. that's this concept of an open challenge. I've I don't like open challenges uh at, at all. I don't I and and this is a very old fogey, old school story sort of thing. Story. I need there to be a story behind the title. But that is the story. Rape. The open challenge is the story. But that's a stupid story. Like that everybody so, just shows up. I don't I don't. Like, I don't like that story. It's here's not, my thing about uh, the open challenge. I because, hate the open challenge too. So I just want you to know. I don't yeah, like, like I just I don't know that it really achieves anything for anybody that's in the open challenge challenging the champion. Because they're like lose. I don't think it does anything for the champion at all. Because yeah, yeah, I think they're gonna lose. Here's the other thing about the open challenge. Conveniently, Cody says that anybody outside the company can challenge for this title. Well, July 15th is when all these people released from WWE can start to work. And right. AEW is not going to sign a Zack Ryder. AEW is not going to sign a Kurt Hawkins. But they might pay him for an appearance, let him come in, lose to Cody, and then go away. And and that's just, you know, again, Cody's going to put himself over people who recently got released from WWE. LOL, Cody wins. Like, if if I wasn't already convinced that this is a thing, I am now convinced that this thing. Like, the open challenge to me is just more self-serving garbage out of Cody Rhodes. And, and like Miranda said, He's Dusty Rhodes' son. Like, we should all know what's going to happen. I do want to ask one real... What's that? Oh, yeah, I know. Um, He's going to tag with the Road Warriors. And by the way, you talked about tag team wrestling in WWE, Patrick O'Dowd. AEW hasn't done their tag team division a whole hell of a lot of gender. No, they really haven't. Give it credit because the matches are good. But as I talked about last week, AEW takes bad booking and puts good matches around it so people forget. And that's what what, really what their calling card is. And hey, it works for them. I'm not, you know... They can continue to beat NXT all they want. Right. I mean, they, they recycle. I mean, the, the amount of people that went nuts over the Tyson pull apart thing with Jericho as if it like was some amazing new unique thing that was no. awesome in the history of ever blew my mind, like just blew my mind. Cause it was like, this is so creative and unique. And I'm like, it was done no. 20 years ago. It was like, done 20 years ago. And it was better 20 years ago. Not only that, but like, there's literally screenshots where the, the scene was the exact same scene. Jim Ross said right. the same exact line. Like it's a slogan that that I know that I texted to the Pot is War people. They use it on the air. They've credited it to me. It, it's a very simple slogan for AEW. We're not trying to be WWE. We're trying to be WWF. And I honestly think they are. They've talked about the laps. It's Cody said mm-hmm. they were going to kill the Attitude Era at Double or Nothing. They didn't kill the Attitude Era at Double or Nothing. They tried to bring it back, and that's their. And it's you know what? It's kind of working for them. So I'm not really here to completely guess, hate on it. Yeah. Um, but this is what I wanted to ask about Cody Rhodes and LOL Cody wins. And we'll start with you, Patrick. LOL Cody wins. Is that really a bad thing? Not necessarily. Because uh, I, I don't think LOL Charlotte wins is a bad thing. Uh, for as much as, as it is a hashtag that sounds bad, like there's a reason she wins all the time. Now, she's not the booker, so so it's a little <laughs> bit different. Right, not that's true. Yet. But, not yet. She <laughs> will be in the future. But but the point is, is that that you need people on top that are going to be able to carry your belts and carry your company and carry credibility when they are beaten. And you, you know, Cody is the made guy at AEW, and so when when a victory happens over Cody Rhodes, and we're all surprised by it because you sit around a round table and you say "LOL, Cody wins." That's a big deal, and it can be a good thing. It's it it's it all comes down to the booking and the storytelling. Like that's what it comes down to is what happens next after you do beat Cody and he goes on to continue to beat people and continue to beat Cody Rhodes. What happens to the person that beats him? Because the person that beats yeah. him 
gets elevated and moves forward in a way that matters, then we don't care. Because Kevin Owens got to beat John Cena, and, and it's just it's really relevant because I just listened to the podcast today uh, of Cena losing to Owens, and then like you know everybody said it like made him a superstar when Owens was still the NXT champ to beat John Cena on a pay-per-view mm-hmm. on a pay-per-view. Cause he answered an open challenge. Clean. He yeah. answered the open challenge. Didn't wrestle him at the open challenge. Wrestled him on the pay-per-view called a shot and he won, which we predicted right. on this show. I think we both predict that one on this show because right. it just seemed like that's where they were headed. And that's the example I was going to give. Like that was LOL. Cena wins paid off for somebody. It paid off right. for Kevin Owens. And I think LOL Cody wins might be the same thing. Miranda, what do you think? Can LOL Cody wins, help someone in the end or will I, LOL Cody Wentz help someone in the end? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's how they handle the challenge as well um, because the Cena open challenge was really entertaining overall. And I think it did change the view for a lot of fans of John Cena. A lot of people had viewed him as a very selfish wrestler, someone who wasn't willing to put people over. And I think his open challenge saw that um, even though he did win a lot of those, he had a lot of great matches. And that could be one element of, of this is that Cody, which we know he can have great matches and, and that could be an element of, of, helping either bring in new people or show what some wrestlers, their, their talent and their skill. Um, and he's a face too. So there will be a level of respect um, and, and sportsmanship, I think through a, a lot of it, but it is writing a lot too on how they handle the person who beats them. And that's a lot to, to carry, you know, that they have to execute it that well. And if it doesn't get executed well, then not, not only is that going to hurt, uh, you know, the person who wins, but possibly even the championship. Um, I'd like to have the faith that they're going to do it right, but who knows? This could be the thing that they get wrong. Um, and so because of, you know, whatever element happens uh, or comes into play that it, it isn't executed. So I think it actually could go bad if they don't execute it uh, properly. The thing they get wrong, that's funny, is that they haven't gotten other things wrong. leading up to this point. No. As we just talked about it. No, they're well, perfect. Well, you know, I mean, out, out of this whole process. No, you're to do right Everything that. that they do and, and then to get this wrong, like, would suck for them because they've made it such concerted efforts to be vocal about trying to get things right and trying to do things different. And I think there will be more that that high expectation. Now, I hope that there is also a sense of an accountability that if they don't get this right or somehow something messes up with the execution, they try and, and fix it. Um and, and they're accountable for it. But, you know, who knows? The scariest question when you're booking wrestling is what next? And if I were to give, and you know, we, we could sit here and we could criticize AEW just as much as we could criticize WWE. And we could praise them just as much as we could praise WWE. If I had to criticize anything they've done, it would be the failure to answer the question, what's next? All the damn time. Like, The Butcher and The Blade. They had one of the best debuts we've ever seen. Ain't done shit since then, except made to look like fools. I'm worried about FTR. The only reason why I think they're going to be okay is because they're going to be programmed with the Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks are booking the tag team division. Santana and Ortiz, let's be honest, they haven't really done that much. And and they're amazing. And And, you know, it's funny because... Look at the tag team division right now in NXT. Those dudes would be tearing it up in NXT right now and would probably be lauded as one of the best tag teams in the world. Instead, they're wrestling in a football stadium. So it, it's, again, what next is just a question that AEW has had a hard time answering. And we could talk about these things all day, um, but I, I definitely want us to, to move on to the next thing. But before we do, let's just have a little bit of fun just because we like to. 
Odds makers time, since we talked about LOL Cody wins. Percentage chance, Patrick O'Dowd, you can go first. Percentage chance that Cody Rhodes is still holding the TNT Championship on January 1st, 2021. Oh, 84%. Miranda? I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to say 61 well, you made it easy on me. 75% chance. I really do. He will. Um, I think that he definitely has has that. And I don't know. All right. Let's put it this way. If Cody Rhodes is still, this is this is the only answer you can give is one of the two options that I'm going to give you right now. If Cody Rhodes is still the TNT championship on January 1st, 2021, we'll go Miranda first, then Patrick. On that thought, thumbs up or thumbs down? No qualifier, just thumbs up or thumbs down. Sure. Patrick? Yeah, I'd give it a thumbs up too. I'd give it a thumbs up too. I think it could be a good thing. Hopefully it will be. So before we transition, I want to tell everybody about powerslam.tv. Head on over to powerslam.tv and use that promo code chair shot. Save yourself some money. Get a free month. Now it's only six bucks a month anyway, but you can get that free month. Try it out. Cancel it if you don't like it. Over 150 pro. You know what? Don't listen to me talk about it. Listen to them. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others. With fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. I also want to tell you about our new friends over at angrylemonade.net. They got a lot of great digital art over there, all focused around the world of wrestling. And you can get 10% off over at angrylemonade.net using the promo code chairshot. Now, we're the only people that have this promo code with Angry Lemonade. It's not something like, you know, some of these other ones where anybody can get a promo code. That's it. Angrylemonade.net, promo code chairshot. You can get 10% off. And that's 10% off their physical products as well as digital commissions. These things are already super cheap. I've talked to Junior over there. He does great work. He can get you hooked up as well. And you can get 10% off using that promo code chairshot over at angrylemonade.net so check it out enjoy and i uh yeah i mean i definitely think you're gonna like it so angrylemonade.net uh, just 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 do it just try it out you're gonna you're gonna love it viva la raza That was for the little dog that was on our screen a little while ago, courtesy of hashtag Miranda herself, Miranda Morales. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. You will not find her on Twitter because she is not there. Miranda Morales, what can we expect as as we'll be recording it after this show on this week's edition of the hashtag Miranda show? Yeah, uh, we have some good topics to talk about. Something I've been wanting to discuss for a few weeks now is uh, what Miss Sonia Deville and her transformation over uh, probably the past few months um, from best friend of Mandy Rose to total badass bitch. Um, also, uh, I'm going to be covering the first episode of NWA Girl Power and AEW Heels, which is uh, their uh, launch of a new community. Community for female wrestling fans. There you go. So check that out. It will drop Thursday morning 
over at thechairshot.com. That is the hashtag Miranda Show. All right, now we're going to transition to a different topic. We, we, we open up kind of every show right now talking about how crazy the world is, and normally it's about the coronavirus. And, of course, the, with the death of George Floyd and so much more that's taken place, the, the world has taken a turn. And, I mean, I think people are just fed up with what's going on. And so today is Tuesday. Today was Blackout Tuesday. Most people did post on social media a solid black image with the hashtag Blackout Tuesday. Not the hashtag Black Lives Matter because that is a way to find resources uh, pertaining to that topic as well. But I want to talk about it now. I need to preface it with a few things. Number one, we're not black. None of us are. All three of us on this show. And so we're not going to speak as if we are. And if we do, I will cut that off because I just, and I don't think we will. So I'm not really worried about that, but, but we're not. And I want to make sure people understand that this is our perspective and, and our perspective. And I honestly think it's a perspective that is growing in importance because, well, I don't want to reveal too much, but it, it, it's an important perspective to hear. And hopefully we'll get into why. So Patrick O'Dowd, just talk about what's going on and, and where it hits you and, and kind of where you are with everything. <sighs> You know, we opened the show talking about how are you today and how loaded that is. I think um, oh, he, the last eight days now, because it's eight days that this is this has really been at the forefront. It, it's it's been heartbreaking for me to see. Uh, I've been fearful for people I know. Uh, I've felt like a terrible ally to some of those people that I know and love, uh, and. You know, at the same time, and I like can't focus. Like I was thinking about this. Like all I do right now is try to work while at the same time looking at what's going on at all these cities around us uh, and pick fights with people who can't seem to understand why what's happening is happening uh, and, and try to compartmentalize the the protests that are that are taking place all across our country that are happening tonight right now while we're recording this. Like when I minimized our hangouts video call to look at Twitter, you know, I'm reading news about a group of protesters that was briefly trapped on the the New York bridge. I think it was the New York city bridge or something that connects to uh, Brooklyn to some, I don't, I'm not familiar with New York um, and what those people are doing and experiencing because they, they, we've had like folks have had it. Uh, and there's been too much inaction and there's been too much, there's been too many instances where it doesn't feel like any sort of justice has been done for, for a group of, for a very specific group of people, black people that you don't listen to. We, we didn't listen to them when Kaepernick took a knee. We like to think that it all ended back in the sixties after Martin Luther King March. Uh, but we all know that's not true. We saw stuff happen back in the nineties with, with Rodney, with the Rodney King incident and it, and it got nowhere. I think people are tired of not being heard. And this, this is the result of decades and centuries of disregarding the value of of human lives, of, of black human lives. And, And, you know, America is facing a serious lack of leadership in trying to bring folks together to, to hear them. You know, we've got a president of the United States who's threatening to drop the military on its own citizenry. And I don't I don't understand. I can't reconcile how anybody can think that is an okay response to what is happening in the world right now. And it's it's sickening. It's hard. Miranda, what about you? 
Echoing a lot of what Patrick said with trying to balance day-to-day life and work with staying informed through social media, through news outlets um, as to what is happening and an overwhelming sense of guilt in that feeling like the sympathy uh, and even empathy is not enough anymore. Um, That really trying to understand and learn uh, not only about this instance with George Floyd, but with instances throughout, you know, decades and decades of mistreatment of inequality and trying to balance the anger, uh, not only that's just been set with the lack of justice for people who have been innocent, who have, you know, gotten into situations with police and had their lives taken away for something that didn't need to escalate to, to that level. And feeling very helpless as someone who doesn't understand, you know, why, how does it get to to that level? Um, And also knowing that it truly is uh, an issue of of color, that there are people out there who are being mistreated and looked at differently, treated differently because of the color of their skin. Um, No other factor because of that, you know, And, and, and there's also social economic issues that come into play, things that are really beyond the control uh, of a lot of people and how that influences the way that police look at you. And it saddens me to feel this mistrust with law enforcement. You grow up thinking they're there to help you. They're there to protect. And I know there are good officers out there, but it also makes you feel like they have this abuse of power that they're abusing their uh, jobs to, you know, do what whatever they want and treat people um, so poorly to the point where they could literally kill someone and get away with it. And not, you know, um, the way that, you know, that we treat people who go on, on mass shooting sprees. You know, there is a correlation, um, I think, on how crazy it is that a gunman who shoots down people gets treated with more respect from law enforcement than 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 people of color of of African Americans and other minorities as well um and to me that's just it, it boggles my mind so i think there's trying to you know finds of your own home too you know um what can you do within your own power and for me i try my approach to this is I, as angry as I get with a lot of the messages of people just not understanding what this is all about, whether it's all lives matter or they just blatantly don't care or they say that these, you know, whatever ignorant comments are out there. To me, it feels like the more you attack them, the more they're going to hold on to that belief, too. So it's also trying to figure out how do you reason with someone who doesn't have a whole lot of reason in them. And I feel like that's a huge association too in this political scene is that they hold on to this misbelief, to this misinformation. And the more you attack them, the tighter they hold on to it. And the more reason that they give as to why they're right. So I'm just trying to figure out what's the best way to to approach that. So they realize that what they believe in is is incorrect more than shaming people into that um, because that's only going to build more mistrust and more uh, fear from them and almost band closer together. You know, I feel like kindness and understanding truly are deeper ways of breaking through lies and breaking through misinformation. Um, and I know that approach takes a lot longer and it is a lot harder, but 
for me, I feel like that's the best way I know how to handle. But it's a lot to to process, a lot of information out there. Um, But I appreciate everyone out there who's sharing information, um, who's understanding and considerate and kind and um, welcoming and sharing of all this information and want people to learn because that's how I feel like things will truly um, make an impact. It is. It's frustrating in a lot of what you said because it's tough. I wrote... I wrote a blog post. I finished off a blog and released it um, titled, I was raised by racists and it's tough. And people, some people have heard the story before uh, you guys probably have, but my parents were racist big time and they, they were part of an organization who literally tried to burn down the houses of black people to drive them out of the neighborhoods because they were lowering the property value in the 1970s. And, and why it's so frustrating to me is because what kind of what you're talking about, Miranda, is like when it's, it's, it's akin to trying to convince an atheist that there is a God or a Christian that there isn't. And it's just, these are things, it's hard to change a lifetime of beliefs, a lifetime of what people have been taught, right or wrong, when it seems so obvious to us. And it seems so obvious to so many people. Some people have been taught something for 20, 30, 40 years. It's been passed down from generation to generation to generation. As dumb as it is and as bad as it is, there's no convincing them that it's wrong. And and that's what's so frustrating for me because this isn't really a now problem. This is a problem that's existed for a long time. It's more visible because of social media and it's more visible because of everything that's going on out there. But it's, I don't know how we fix it. And I don't know how we fix it now. Like that's my biggest struggle is that I don't know if this can get fixed for another two to three generations because I don't think we can change people who are aged 30 to 65. I don't think we can change enough of them to make a difference. I really don't. And I know that sounds sad and, and, and it's somewhat defeatist, which I'm usually not. I don't, I think we got to teach our kids and they got to teach their kids. And that's, what's really going to turn this thing around. I just, I mean, we had a, we have a civil rights act that didn't really fix anything. And that came after multiple days of rioting after Martin Luther King Jr. was killed. So it's just, I just don't know the answer. And and even when I draw off my own personal experience, I was lucky. I was lucky that my parents didn't influence me in that way. And that when I heard those things and I saw those things, I thought something was wrong. The first time I ever heard the N-word in my life, it came out of the mouths of one of my parents. So that's like, just, just, you know, and I'm not alone in that. I posted that on Facebook today and I've had a lot of people who were like, you know, damn, like they didn't want, they had the same experience, but didn't want to say anything. And, and it's like, you know, you are who you are and, and you got to share it, but I just don't know how we fix it. And that's, what's concerning to me. Cause it's, I feel kind of like one of you guys said, I feel helpless. I feel like we can't do anything. And I feel like once this is no longer a trending topic, it's going to go back to how it was and it's going to come up again, or these things are going to keep happening. The writing, all that to keep it a trending topic so that something can happen. But I just, my biggest fear is that there's not an answer when we need it, which is yesterday, which is months ago, which is years ago. And, and it's a systemic problem. And, and some of these police officers were, were raised this way and, and no amount of training. I don't know if it's going to change them and, and we got to identify them and get them off the streets. But I just, you know, it's like, is this problem bigger than us to fix? I don't know. And I'm scared for that reason, because I got kids that I'm trying to raise to be a certain way. And I want them to raise their kids to be a certain way. And I just don't know what we got to do to fix it. And I've said that like 14 times now, but that's my fear. What can we actually do? And I don't expect you guys to have that answer because I don't think we have. I don't. Well, but I think I think that one of the things that you can do, and I think it's one of the things I wish I had done. And, and that's and. You know, I, I sent you a lengthy thing that 
after I did a show, after I did the bandwagon nerd show and we did a little intro and we talked about this, I, I did not feel that what I said on the show truly reflected what was going on in my mind. Um, and I didn't think it was the right message to send. And I didn't like, I wrote it and I just wanted to write it and send it off to someone. And I talked about this. It's about, it, it's about effort and it's about doing the work and it's not a one person effort. It's a people effort and it's having the courage to, whether it's right about your, your past and who you are and, and how you came to be where you are today, but also educating yourself and listening to the experiences of others and helping that develop you as a person. And I thought of three people in my life that I've watched that are very, very close friends to me, um, where I, I was witness to what they were trying to tell me was happening. Uh, and I, like, I, I will use, um, one of my best friends, not going to say his name, but we would, uh, he's black. We, our thing was to go out of an evening around Northampton, Massachusetts. And we would joke that like we would go places and we would always make this joke. Oh, you know, everything's going to be fine because you're with, I'm with you and you're with me. And it's because you're white, Pat. It's like, ha 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 ha. And then one day we're walking out of a bar after last call. Bars are closing up. It's, Two thirty, three o'clock in the morning and there's squad cars across the street along the way of where my car is to get us home and he wanted to turn around and go and this guy is one of the most imposing people i know just even just physically to to be around and to see he's a huge personality and he shriveled and wanted nothing to do with it and i've never seen him scared before that was the first time i saw him scared and I looked at him and was like, no, we're going to go to my car and you're going to be fine because you're with me. You know why? Because I'm white. And the thing was, is that was true. And I have the privilege to be able to say that. And you have to have the fortitude and the courage to to say and tell people that, that this is a real thing. Like so many people want to blow it off and want to want to look the other way. It feels better. And that's, and that's the thing is on, Sunday, when we recorded Bandwagon Nerds, and I talked about wanting our show to be a distraction from what's going on, I used my privilege in such a way that I allowed people like me to feel better about what's going on and feel okay about what's going on. Because I was like, look over here. And I regret that. And I regret that I didn't use the opportunity that, that you have on a platform to say, no, pay attention to what's happening in these cities. Listen to what the protesters are protesting. Listen to their opinions about violence. Because if you listen to the people that are protesting, they're not happy about violence. They're not happy about looting. And this equal and opposite, and it's not even equal, this reaction. The Look at the photos of the people that are getting shot with rubber bullets. The people who are tear gassed to clear the way for the fucking president for a photo op. And try to tell me that this is the same and that they should just do what they're told. They've been doing what they've been told for 400 years on this land and it hasn't worked. And until we can challenge ourselves to listen to their stories and their perspectives and do the work, don't ask them to tell you, you go look this shit up. It's not hard. Go look up what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Learn about the LA riots. Look into resources of where you can contribute to a bail fund in your area so that you can help somebody who may have gotten arrested in New York City and figure that out. It's pinned to the top of my Twitter right now. 
because I know I'm not the right person to go out and I'm, I can't, I don't, I fear. And I will say it, it's because I'm afraid and I'm not willing to, to leave my wife and my son behind. But you know what? I'm going to learn how to do some other things and I'm going to contribute in a different way. Because if I can't be there, I should really make it my responsibility to figure out how I can contribute. Yeah, that's what, you know, when I wrote my blog post today, I was like, I'm a writer at the heart of it all. Right, right. This is what I do. So this is what I did. I wrote something and and read it, you know, go out there and read it because it it, it came from the heart. Um, I mean, I wrote it, the topic song. (laughs) I wanted to make people laugh there. I was going to say, at the simplest form, to me, um, I just just don't mock a pain, mock something you've never endured. You just can't. You know, I, I feel like people are out there trying to make jokes, um, trying to to turn things around, and and you know, um, it, I think being lighthearted is one thing, but mocking people, making fun of them, you know, like in, in this situation, especially an, an experience you have never had that you probably will never and go through. Don't do it in the least of it, don't make fun of people. Don't make, don't try and make a light of this. You know, it's, it's a very serious, intense subject. And, you know, when you reject something, you don't know anything about rejecting people's experiences and validating, you know, that, that is a form uh, of ignoring this and, and sometimes even, you know, worse, um, because all you're doing is saying, well, they should have done this. If they didn't do that, then this. There was a, a really great article I, I uh, read today, and it was from L, which is interesting, um, E-L-L-E, which is, you know, women's uh, fashion. But they had a great uh, article about, you know, how there's a lot of criticism of people who get arrested and that they incite it. They, they do it and referenced the um, arrest of the four CNN staff members who got, who were arrested live on TV as they were trying to talk with police as to where do I go? Where do you want us over and over and over again, the police not providing any guidance and arresting all four uh, journalists, all four people. And it was there visibly, you know, no hesitation, no resistance, no one even bringing up their tone. So you could do all the right things in life and say the right things and act the right way. And you can still be put in that position. So don't mock it. Don't cut people down saying if they would only behave differently or do something different, because you can do all those right things. And again, it's not your experience, because obviously, you know, if that's your mindset, you could probably get away with not doing something right. But do all the, say all the right, still land in a situation where you are possibly arrested by the police for, you know, really no reason other than what you look like. So if, if you aren't understanding it, like Patrick mentioned, educate yourself, take the time, you know, that that is a huge help. But don't in any ways belittle it, ignore it, demean it, mock it. I was going to do... We we're going to do a three minute warning and we we're going to pick, we're going to do really quick. We were going to pick our winners for takeover in your house, but I don't get, and that's an Adam Cole match. And I'm not even now Adam Cole, but I mean, yeah. but I want to end on a story uh, and that, that my wife shared with me over the weekend um, that she saw on social media that I really want to share with everybody. And, and we're going to end the show that way. So before we go, Go to thechairshot.com, listen to all the amazing podcasts as part of the Chairshot Radio Network, including Bandwagoners, including the Hashtag Moran, Pod is War, Badlands, Kurt's Angle, 
Outsider's Edge, The Reaction, you know, Weekly Sports Blitz, which is back, Three Man Weave, which is here. We got a new gaming show coming up here shortly that was sending me their, 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 the mock-ups of their, their graphics today, which I'm really excited about. Go follow all that stuff. It's all very, and do it all to chairshot.com. Please support our sponsors, support everything. It's what, what keeps us going. Go buy a shirt, buy it in soft style. But she shared me this post that she's on Facebook. And a guy shared this story. African-American black gentleman lives in a nice neighborhood. And he told a story about how he, for six years, he's lived in this really nice neighborhood. And every night he, he takes his six-year-old daughter, who now is six, I guess she's, and their dog. And he goes for a walk. And every night he goes for a walk with his daughter and with his dog. And the whole moral of the story is he knows that if he wasn't walking with his daughter, people would look at him. People would look at him as somebody who's not supposed to be walking. But he ended it with the statement that I will never forget. He's like, I go for a walk every night and my eight-year-old daughter grabs my hand and she doesn't even realize she's the one keeping daddy safe while we walk. And it just hit me so like, it's just crazy. You know, he's supposed to protect his children. That's what he does as a father. His child is keeping him as he walks through the neighborhood. Something's wrong. Something's very wrong. It's a systemic problem, and we got to do everything we can to fix it, and and we'll have to figure out what that is. So there is no good way to end a show like this after all this this tough topics and everything else. So um, we want to thank you for listening. We want to invite you to listen next week. Hopefully, you enjoyed today's show, and and hopefully, you will uh, enjoy it again next week when we do it. So for Patrick O'Dowd from Miranda Morales, I am Greg DeMarco. Thank you for listening. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.